And when I mean Meg the Stallion twerking in front of me, I mean that in, in the most Christianly way possible, like twerking in the name of Jesus. So that's respectfully, that's, that's respectfully, respectfully twerking. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, South 706. This is KTSEF Pod, uh, the mini episode. Usually we have an episode that's dropped by now, but it's the holidays, getting our turkey on, you know, put aside a Rona. Oh, we got uh, Marcus Flippers and uh, Mr. Savage here on his break real quick. What's happening? Nothing much. Just shit. I don't know what to say. How was your uh, take? Man, that was my first day. Like, kind of trying to cheat. Man, my stomach was hurting so bad. So, yeah. <laughs> it was okay. good. Though. It was good to spend time with the family in Georgia. With no reception. Uh, Coon County, that's what's up. Shout to uh, Brian Kemp. Anywho, Marcus, how was your your festivities? Uh, it was fine. Uh, got to spend time with family. Got to you know do all the fun things and stayed uh, Rona free, thankfully. So, so as a plus. Yes, I, I had to take a Rona test today. It's not fun. The second time around, like that shit, that's just terrible. So. Um, Stay, stay rolling free. I'm, I'm currently on the quarantine gang again. I think I've been quarantined probably over 30 days this year. Like, this shit is insane. <laughs> but, you know, I belong to the streets right now. But anywho, real quick, uh, there's a lot been going on. I guess since uh, Mr. Savage is here, we could briefly talk about this recent episode of The Man, though. We clearly don't have any definitive topics, but I kind of want to talk about this. Uh, Marcus doesn't think this episode finished strong. I think it was fine. Um, I didn't have any problems with it. Um, the uh, quote-unquote Baby Yoda has a name. Spoiler alert. Um, if you haven't watched it or have, haven't watched it yet, you probably should have. But the little ugly creature's name has an ugly name of Grogu. So it is official. The ugly, mongrel, homeless creature has a name. So, Marcus, why, why didn't you think the episode finished strong? I thought it was probably one of the more solid eps. Oh, yeah. The episode as a whole completely was definitely one of the best episodes they've done in the past two seasons. Like, it's probably a top three episode. I think why the ending didn't hit for me is just the way this season has been going. It's Mandalorian and Baby Yoda go to a planet do a side mission. All right, now we have to go somewhere else. They get to that planet. We have to do another side mission, and then we go to another planet. We get to that planet, another side mission, go to another planet. It's we're doing. We're in a rinse repeat cycle at this point. He's gone to four different planets, done four different side missions, trying to get Baby Yoda to this, to somewhere, to someone. And then when he gets to that, someone they're like, okay, well, not here. You need to go there. Then he goes there, and then he does a thing, and they're like, well, not here. You need to go see them. And then he goes to see them. He does another thing, and they're like, well, not them. You need to go see her. And then he goes to see her. Well, you need to do a thing. He does the thing. Well, not her. You need to go see that that thing. So it's like, how many more times is he going to have to do a side mission and keep moving along before he actually accomplishes the main or moves the storyline forward? Because there's nothing really happening. It's just him... And like and, and it's cool. Like I'm I'm fine with watching Mando doing all these things, going on these adventures, 
completing these these missions because they look cool, but it's just like, all right, so the Mandalorians we saw two episodes ago, we're never going to see them again. The person we saw this last episode, we're never going to see that person again. And all these people seem like really cool characters, but they were just there for that. Now, hold moment. on, I do think we'll see her again. Yeah, I think we'll see the other fake uh, bootleg Mandalorians. The new Why? Age. Because Why? There's no like reason to yeah, well, they were going into space looking for uh, fucking El Pollo Loco with the white sword. So they're going to link up at some point. And then the Jedi obviously has ties to Grogu. So they're going to, it's, it's all, they, they, I see what they're doing. They're kind of spreading out. And at some point, there will be some grand cliffhanger finale. Yeah, that's what I think. They'll all get together because they're going to need one another to take on Golf Midian or Moff Gideon or whatever it is. Yeah, El Polo Loco. I mean, at that point, you might they might as well have just stuck together. Like, hey, let's continue this journey together. Like, let's go do because we all we like they all are going for that guy essentially because that guy is going after Yoda, baby Yoda. So why not have these people join your party? It's almost like a role playing game when you go and do a do a mission, and they're like, hey, let me join your party. It should be Mandalorian. The three of the Mandalorians and the and the Jedi he just met, they should all be traveling together. Well, to get the, the, part this, that, the, part that, the reason why that doesn't work is because they were going in two opposite directions. The him and the the fake Mandalorians, because he was like, "Yo, I gotta go drop off Grogu to to the planet." So obviously they were gonna go in the same direction. But I guess now, uh, I guess moving forward, like you said, since they're all doing a thing, it can't really work out. But that's that's why I kind of question like you guys saying that they're all going to meet up at the end because they're if they're all going off and doing separate things, how do they know that? How do they all end up back together? I guess is my thing. Like, how do they know where? Because we can all assume that Moth Gideon is going to be the big bad at the end, and at some point they're going to have a battle. How do the other three Mandalorians and the other Jedi, how do they know, like, hey, we need okay. to be here? That's easy, because obviously Moff Gideon is going to seek out Grogu, right? The other bootleg Mandalorians are looking for Moff Gideon, and then the fucking Rosario Dawson, she's going to use the Force and know where Grogu is and come to him. But why would she do that? Pay me. Now, see, the thing with her is she's looking for somebody else, but... I think that's going to lead to the next boss in the next series. I think it's going to, everything's going to tie back to Moff Gideon. She's going to know that, I guess, Moff Gideon has something to do with the Hoosier master that she was looking for, the blue commander. And ultimately, and I wish I had the names, but, and ultimately I believe he'll be revealed at the end and that's going to be, the next boss going forward and the next person that's going to be looking for Grogu in my opinion. But I do agree with you in a sense, like it is kind of like a, it, the way they're doing it is just so weird. Like, it's like, you know, Hey, do a little bit here. We got to go do a little bit there. We got to go. And it's kind of like, they're kind of dragging it out a little bit. I mean, I understand you got to introduce multiple characters. You got to tie things in and everything's still good. But honestly, if you take out, Rosario Dawson, Dawson explaining who Grogu was and giving that little backstory and tying in multiple stories, the episode would have kind of been kind of boring. I mean, the fight scene between her and the other woman, it, it was decent, but it wasn't fantastic. She doesn't really move that well. 
uh, like what you would expect a, a Jedi to move. She moves like an older woman, and she's fighting an older woman. So it's just kind of like, you know, if, if you take that out, it wasn't all that of an episode. And I don't think episode two was all that good either. So it's just kind of like, okay, we'll, we'll get to the real meat and potatoes. Like, what is going on? So I think the next episode will be great because we're actually going to go to the temple. And I guess Grogu's going to make his choice. Hey, do I want to be a Sith? Well, I mean, well, who want to be a Sith? Do I want to be a Mandalorian or do I want to be a Jedi? Ultimately, I think we all know he's going to want to be a Mandalorian per se, but he'll probably start to pick up more of his skills. Um, and I just kind of found it funny. Like, I'm like, if he was able to talk to her through the force, then why would he still feel the need to suppress his talents for her? But he'll show his talents to Mando like that didn't make sense to me. What do you say? Well, she said that his his memory was kind of like suppressed so he he doesn't really even know the impact of what he is capable of doing and and the reason why she was unable to train him is because of his relationship to Manda because he is so attached to him that he is willing to do things for him that he isn't willing to do for someone else like because he doesn't yeah, have that relationship to to, for that one because that's what the the reference was yeah so there i mean there, there, there's like i said i the episodes have been fine. Like this, this last episode I thought was really good. The season has been fine. I, it's just, it's kind of getting repetitive for me where it's just like you go to a planet, do thing, and then you have to go to another planet to try to accomplish the same goal. And it's just like, they're put, it's almost like, uh, and, and this is, this is not, I'm not comparing these two shows, but it's starting to remind me of that TV show, um, How I Met Your Mother. Where it takes an episode of that. it's don't don't even waste your time. But they spend like seven seasons telling the story about how this guy met uh his kid's mother, and they just go on and on and they're distract and they make it seem like this is his mother, or that's your mother, or this girl I dated, that might have been your mother, but then we broke up and then we got back together. So is it your mother? I don't know. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. I'm gonna tell you another story about this other girl, and it's just like, all right, well, just get to the point. Who's your mother? Like, who was their mother? Like, I don't I, I I gave up on that show. I have no idea who the mother is on that show because I couldn't. Yeah, how, how do you stretch something that should have been maybe two seasons, maybe three max? Max. They stretched that show out so long, and it, it was just so redundant where it's just like, and was this your – no, it's not your mother. I'm sorry. And Next actually, season. That show kind of fell off, if I remember correctly, because it was a time where it was really funny. It was really cool. People were tuning in, and then it was like people were like, you know what? Fuck this show. I'm not watching this anymore. It's ridiculous. So, exactly. I, and I, I do think that Mando has the potential to go that route because it's just like, okay, well, how many freaking planets are you gonna go and do all these side missions that you're getting very minimal information? You're refusing pay. You know, like how are you paying for gas? Like you're only paying paid in best car. Like. Then you don't want to accept it. Like, what, what's going on with you, man? Yeah, I mean, side note, this has nothing to do with the revolving plot, but have you noticed, like, how scarce black people are in space, dog? Like, there's been, like, I've seen two black characters. You had a uh, old boy from Rocky and then, like, a random black character in the background. It's like, bro, we, like, 13% of the population in space, like... Wait a minute, man. You got uh, Sasha Banks' character that was a Mandalorian. She's black. <laughs> 
Her hair was too nice. There's more like, I mean, do they categorize some aliens as black? I don't know. Well, I, I, will, I, will, I, will, I will say Mando is played by a, a Hispanic man. That man was in space traveling along for like 30 minutes and got pulled over immediately. So you can tell black people ain't going to hey, make they, that space. Yeah. <laughs> they pulled that man over quick. Yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah. They were calm and everything. He's like, "Hey, man, I'm having some problems right now. I'm not nobody nine. You gonna pull over?" He's like, "I'll pull your ass over." <laughs> but nah. So uh, one of the the Twitter homies, let me pull up the tweet. Uh, Adriana, she tweeted out that the Mandalorian is better than Star Wars, and I guess she got a lot of I, I wouldn't say flag for it, but people were just trying to. I guess she said it was a phrasing thing, and her response was yes. Few people haven't gotten to have gotten to me about phrasing the Mandalorian is the best installment within Star Wars universe at the moment, in terms of pacing, storytelling, world building, uh, and acting. In my no. not humble opinion. What? Well, so my response, I only got like uh, three minutes left, so Go I'm gonna ahead. answer that real quick. To me, it's the best in any of the newer renditions. So from 2000, all no, Rogue now, One was pretty good. Rogue One is pretty good. I was drugged up. I don't remember that movie. <laughs> but um, all the rest of them, like the, the new the new set that came out in 2015, like that last set of three, it just it, it's been okay and it's been kind of hit or miss. The original series was really good, really good storytelling. And this is on par with the original set. And in Rogue One, if you're saying that's good, that's based that's basically just the prequel to the original set. So, um, I mean, she's not wrong in that regard, but you're going to have some Star Wars faithful. And then some people even say, you know, the Clone Wars and the Rebels series, those are good. It's a lot of people don't really get into that because it's cartoons and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I, I can get it because Mandalorian saved me as a Star Wars watcher because I had kind of just, you know, hey, whatever you know it is what it is it's something i used to watch because of my father but this isn't that good anymore and then it was like mandalorian came out and i was like wow you know this is really good compelling tv but go ahead well i'd so, say the mandalorian is a good tv show even if you don't like star wars yeah it's it's one of those where it's kind of built uh what it's, it's kind of like the, well just it's basically the same premise as the the marvel series and there's another time with that too as far as a uh, john farrow who made iron man uh, produce this um but yeah they made it so you don't necessarily have to read the comics or know the backstory and enjoy the show but my response to her tweet was that prior to rogue one i agree my only concern is do they have a plan post baby yoda because he has become to the mandalorian what steve urkel was to family matters and then i also said make the episodes longer because it's like nah. it, no, now, it is. It's the it's the baby. Yeah, well, no, no, you don't need to make the episodes longer. I think the episodes, the length of the episodes right now are are fine as is. But I mean, even this past episode, and I I, I was gonna tweet it out while I was watching, but I forgot. But this was one of the only episodes where they there wasn't this big like baby Yoda gag thing. Like he didn't have one of those this episode. He's had one every episode up until now. Like he even <laughs> he, even with the even with the thing, yeah, but. But it wasn't made out to be like this big, funny, like, ha-ha, like, Baby Yoda did a thing. It was very, like, low-key. Like, the way they played it was super chill. Like, all right, 
Mando told him not to go for the thing. Don't touch it because he's done that before. So he went back to a seat and he kind of chilled and he was just like, just use the force to get it. And it wasn't some big grand, like, haha, funny moment. It was just a small little moment, but it wasn't like a big gag. Like when he stole the kids' cookies, like it wasn't something like that. There wasn't a moment like that in this episode. And I was like, I like that. I like that they didn't do it this episode. And that's probably why I like this episode the most out of all of them. Yeah, but if, if that's the trend they're moving forward with, that's smart because, again, I, I feel like they can do a lot with this show post Grogu. Like, I, it's the Star Wars universe is huge. The amount of characters that are available is huge. I'm actually surprised they brought in, like, I was actually surprised they brought in Jedi's, period. After I saw the bootleg uh, lightsaber that uh, El Polo Loco had, I was like, they're finna do some, like, off brand shit. But when they actually brought like a Jedi, I was like, "All right, cool." So now you have that element. I was I was kind of surprised they brought it in that early, but you know, it is what it is. But I, I do hope they have a plan because eventually this dude's got to go somewhere, man. It can't be like a tandem show. I don't think he's got to. He's got to. He's got to land. He's got to complete something, something of importance that uh, progresses his story and his journey at some point. Like because, like I said, at some point. Baby Yoda's going to have to get to where he goes and then he's going to be gone. And I think they have, there's, there's, they've introduced a lot of characters to where it's like, all right, well, we can build something off of, you can build an entire show just off of the Mandalorian by himself, just doing whatever it is that he does. And then you have these other Mandalorians. Now you have Jedis in here. Now you have, you still have the Empire. You still have the, the Rebels. There's still all these, you have just, space in general to explore with this character you know he doesn't have to be attached to baby yoda the entire time i feel like maybe i feel like they maybe jumped the shark with that because maybe they thought i don't know man it's farro he's he's smart he's creative as far as taking iron man a very little known respected liked character making him the face of the franchise but there was kind of in the the tie-in with that is like it's the whole mask thing like you have the whole armor mandalorian shiny shit same thing with Iron Man. His character has armor, mask, that type of deal. I thought that was kind of a cool through line with those two characters and the creator. But it seems like maybe he didn't have as much faith in the Mandalorian as he should have. Because like maybe he could have done some other things first and then maybe brought in Grogu at a later point. Because now, like I said, the show has been branded as Baby Yoda. So unless you have something that can keep people's attention or grab people's attention more than that after that unless you're just going to end the series it's going to be like a short run and just get rid of this arc and then start another arc with other characters i think that's probably what's going to end up happening because i i don't see the common disney plus user who has kids and again if you go to the disney website it's 90 percent of the mandalorian products are baby or grogu or the child like it's literally everything is the child, the child, the child, the child, and one Mandalorian T-shirt. Like that's what's popping. So I'm I'm curious what they can do post Grogu. And if if you're listening, please give me your suggestions. SL three seven zero six on Twitter because I I think they're gonna have to probably just end this and then start with another character or something like that. Kind of like a like maybe like a True Detective type thing, except in the same universe. And then you can maybe bring him back or call him back or call them back at a different point. But I don't think, and they could prove me wrong. I don't think the story can be sustained post Grogu. So that's kind of my 
my quick take on that. So, but I think they have an idea of what they want to do. Like, like I said, these people are smart and creative. They, I don't think they started out this show thinking like, all right, this is going to be five. Like, I don't think the show is going to be too long. Honestly, I think three seasons, maybe four at the max for a show. Like, this isn't this isn't the type of show you can just drag out. Like, you just gotta end it at some point. Well, it, and and they need to they need to announce something with the video game, man, because this this is <laughs> the perfect game. I would play this game right now. This set up so so well. Like, hey, you go to a planet, do a mission, collect a bounty. I can buy some armor. I can buy some upgrades. I can buy some new guns. I can customize my armor. I can just go do random shit. You can explore the universe. Like, there's so much you can do with hey, potential you characters to Yoda and have yourself training and building his force powers and then. Yeah. It's a lot of the game that they did have where you got to play as Darth Vader. And that game was so cool, like being able to use the force. Because I know the one on what was it, N64, they had where you played as Han Solo. That was straight, like the themes and stuff were awesome. But that one that was on PlayStation 3, where you can like, you know, you're just walking in, you're Darth Vader, you got the freaking uh, lightsaber, you got the force choke, you were just badass. Like, you just doing whatever you want to do, so that was cool. So, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. Uh, sorry, I had computer issues, so I get to bounce back in real quick while I fix my computer at work. But I do wow. think this is the type of show that you can't drag on forever because, first of all, the way they did Yoda and at this age, he's going to age so slow to where Mando will be dead before he's even out of being a child, like ever. So it's like, I mean, you can continue to watch his journey, but Mando's not going to be there forever. So it's kind of like, I don't know, you know? That makes sense. But I mean, I don't know. I, I think... I think we can. I think we can wrap there. I guess this will be a mini Mandalorian episode. Um, we will be back in full force next week. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully nothing ratchet else happens. I mean, I kind of want to talk about the the twerking at brunch thing, but it's really extremely stupid. That it's almost not worth the time to waste any time on it. Bro, we can do it real quick, five, ten minutes. I mean, at least right. it's good right now. All right, so there's a restaurant. What is this shit called? I saved it, but the, the, the crux of the story is there is a, a restaurant owned by an African-American gentleman, and from what I gathered, he's in there playing back that ass up, and if you know when the national anthem is played, it, it is mandatory that women start twerking. It is what it is. Like You can play back, back that ass up at the funeral. It's going to get popping. So I guess he played it at his restaurant where apparently they served like Duce fleshy coladas or some shit like that. And people started dancing and having a good time. And he came in and had this tirade talking about like, yo, women need to respect themselves. And how can I ask men to respect themselves if y'all are in here twerking and whatnot? And apparently that caused a, uh, a huge war on Twitter, which again... It is what it is, but what what are y'all's thoughts? Like, is is twerking like now this super disrespectful action? Like, it, it some people make the point that we'll go act a fool in like black restaurants, but won't do that in white establishments. Like, is there any like weight to this statement or what? 
Okay, so I, I'm gonna take this first just because I know my time is very limited. So there's a there's several different layers to this, and I see several different points. First, and I like the fact that you set this up so perfect. Now, without me hearing it, I didn't know he played back that ass up at first. Knowing that that's what you played. Allegedly, I mean. But we knew that he played some sort of twerking music. And it's like, if you don't want this to take place, why not play? And I seen somebody put this online. They were like, why not have Jill Scott and Erica Badu or something like that that's going to keep people not dancing? Why would you play, you know, uh, blow the whistle or shake that monkey or to the window, to the wall, whatever it was he was playing. Why would you play that type of music and expect women not to dance? Now, I get the point that he's trying to make. You're in my establishment. Get your ass off the off the tables. Stop dancing on the furniture. Stop acting wild. You don't have to get too ratchet with it because I, I've seen these things and some women do take that stuff too far. So I get what he's trying to say there, but it's like you're being a bit of a hypocrite. That's my opinion on Uh, I I just think that uh, this manager set his patrons up for failure. Uh, you have a brunch establishment in Texas, and it's geared towards uh, young black people. You have a DJ, you have an open bar, and your food takes two hours to get out. If you don't want them to twerk in your twerk or dance in your establishment, then you need to change the atmosphere. Like I can tell my kids to go sit in their room and be quiet. But if I have baby shark playing in the background, if I have loud toys sitting in the room, if I have the TV on and it's playing Paw Patrol, I'm setting them up for failure because at some point they're not going to be able to contain themselves. They're going to get up. They're going to want to dance. They're going to want to play. They're going to want to do something. And it, yeah, yes, they they should listen to what I said. I told them, hey, sit down, be quiet. But I also did not set up an environment to help them do that. I put all the things around them that would cause them to get up and make noise. If you want people to come to your restaurant, sit down, eat their food quietly and not dance, set up the atmosphere for that. Get rid of the DJ, get rid of the open bar, get the food out on time. If you're gonna play music, play something soft, play something slow, play some soft R&B, play the music that you hear at a dentist office, do something, serve them water, give them a mimosa, maybe 98% orange juice instead of, you know, in that 2% of champagne. But you don't set these people up for failure. You're if you want a certain vibe for your restaurant, you need to create that vibe. You are creating a vibe for people to want to get up and dance, and you don't want them to dance, so you need to change the environment. It's that simple at that point. That's like like that's like I, I take my kids to Chuck E. Cheese and they're running around acting crazy. Like that's the environment you set it up for. You, I'm not going to take my kids to Chuck E. Cheese to sit down and be quiet. Chuck E. Cheese is made to be for kids to be running around. Like if my if I take my kids to a library and they're running around jumping on tables, that's different cuz that's not the atmosphere. That's not the time and place. That's not a, the proper setting for that. Set yourself set, set yourself and your people up for success. Well, it's I guess it could be a little bit of strategic marketing because I mean I looked at the site, I checked it out. The food looks all right. 
but uh you're welcome I, that's probably jeff um maybe but yeah I, I mean it could help i'm sure there's some people now that are going out of their way to be like yo i was at the anti-twerking restaurant like it could have some some run to it but i mean that it, it's it's true's kitchen and cocktail spelled with the k that tells oh, me everything on. I need to know about this establishment, dog. Like, if people are twerking, I'm not surprised, dog. Like, spell your shit right. Like, <laughs> that that's the first thing. And then apparently, I guess he's doing some sort of New Year's event where they're charging $10,000 for 10 people and, like, some shrimp cocktails and shit. Like, some wild shit. But, yeah, I mean, here it is. All right. So, I guess the True's Nightclub for $10,000... You can get 10 admission tickets, two snack platters to include lamb chops, wings, dream eggs, four bottles of Moet champagne, and New York New Year's Eve party favors. So unless those party favors are like Meg the Stallion twerking in my face, <laughs> I'm not paying you $10,000 for a couple of hours, dog. Like, where does the rest of the money go? And there's a $610 fee. God damn. I'm not paying. Nah, man. Nah, bro. It better be the damn body video <laughs> in my section at all times <laughs> for 10 racks for $1,000 a head, dog. Absolutely not. And when I mean Meg the Stallion twerking in front of me, I mean that in, in the most Christianly way possible. Like twerking in the name of Jesus. So that's respectfully. Respectfully. Respectfully twerking. Let me see. Give me Duce bottles of liquor and a two hour wait of food. And had the DJ <laughs> so I throw my flat ass in a square. Wow, Jeff. Jeff, we know She's we all know that too. We all know you had the eeks. Stop capping. But yeah, I mean it's it's some tomfoolery, man. A lot of people are roasting him. They're saying he committed suicide as a restaurant owner. My thing is like when did when did making money like I don't why would you just like that's almost like the white people that just do like racist shit on camera and then like lose their job. Like why why did you feel the need to do this? Like were the checks clearing? Were people coming? Were they paying their tabs? It's gonna Are be a bills getting paid. Like I don't I didn't understand why you had to have a fucking that that type of moment. Like it's gonna be a bad day if he has to post on the timeline a GoFundMe because this restaurant's going out of business. It's gonna be a bad look. Uh, yeah, Jeff says he had a, had a picture of Obama with the Ace Space bottle and wants to be classy environment. I also heard there was like a picture of like Huey and uh, Riley Freeman in like suits on the walls at somewhere in this restaurant. So, <laughs> what? Yeah, man. He, he probably has that picture of <laughs> Malcolm X baptizing <laughs> somewhere at his restaurant. So, yeah, it's 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 probably a rhapsody for that place. So, but anywho. Um, I always said I want to do a quickie for y'all in, in, a, in a Christianly fashion. Um, but yeah, just let us know what you think. We talk a lot about the Mandalorian. Let us know if you think the show can survive post Grogu. And like, was this dude wilding with twerking? And does it even matter? Um, but yeah, shout out to everybody who listens. Uh, y'all guys got any quick shout outs for we dip? Uh, just shout out to everybody that listens. Uh, I was on. Uh... Yes, another podcast. I think that'll be out sometime this week. But uh, just shout out to everybody that listens. Shout out to everybody that supports and, you know, shares the podcast. And that's it. 
I want to give a shout out to the one, the only, El Chapapam. Um, happy birthday, you know, to you. You're always a queen. Uh, no matter where you are, you're near and dear to our hearts. Speaking of that, uh, I want to give a special RIP uh, to the homie, the legend, Jeter, um, who is El Chapa's dog, no longer with us. Um, I know it's tough, El Chapa. I know you're probably, I don't know if you'll make it to the end of the episode, but if you do, uh, we definitely care about you and Jeter. Jeter is a very cute dog. Sad to see him go. He passed of a heart attack. So definitely shout out to you. Well, I'm team Mike Vic. So shout out to uh, <laughs> not my name on, at Chan Lee Self Control Podcast. I got a brand new living sin. Just CJ Duncan Seven, The Darkest Night Forty Two. Wow! Oh my God. God. Yes, another podcast at Racial Road. Check Amfro. BFF <laughs> Chris Cuddy. I think Ron Jif. KJ. Oh Lord. Tribbles doing her thing. DJing. Wow. Jalen. Yikes. You're a legend. And fuck the Falcons for winning that game for absolutely no reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>